Hey, it's your host, Jake Sherbing of Don't Evolve Me. And if you're listening right now and you clicked on this episode, whether it's your first time, one of several times, whether you're one of the guests that regularly appear on my show and you're just here to support my channel, I have one thing and one thing to say. Thank you. Thank you for giving the show a shot. Thank you for supporting this channel. Uh, I've done several of this several of this uh, takes of this preview, and it gets really soapy. I end up saying the same thing over and over and over again, and it's just because I have a lot of uh, love and appreciation for the, those who showed their support and helping me with this channel. It's been about five to six weeks now since Don't Evolve Me has started. We're already this is episode eleven. It's crazy. Um, I get I'm getting so much support, and I just want to say thank you, thank you so much. So I'm hoping that we turn five to six weeks into five to six months, into five to six years, and hoping we can keep it going. In this episode, we talk about The Last of Us, episode six, titled Kin with Michael Schumer. Yes, the Michael Schumer. We're getting him on a weekly basis now to go over each episode of The Last of Us. We also talk, have a little bit of a news quickie that turned into from a news quickie into more of a longer news section talking about Pokemon and Invincible. And then around the one hour and nine minute mark, we do get into spoiler territory for part two of the game, as well as the possible ending of season one. So if you don't want any spoilers, please turn off at that point in time. So yeah, let's cue the music. Good afternoon, Don't Involve Me fans. It is your host, Jake Sherbing, and this is the place like Ash Ketchum Pikachu. We don't evolve. We just level up. Welcome, Michael. Hello. It's good to be back. Hopefully, you guys can actually yeah. hear me this time around. Yeah, hopefully. It's only been a week, but hey, welcome back to discuss uh, more Last of Us. I'm excited. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, same. I'm ex- I'm excited to do it on a week to week basis now. This is like a show that I've been trying to like plug into other like episodes and where people haven't watched it or they only watched a little bit of it. So I'm happy to finally have someone who's caught up and caught up the day of. You know it. We were texting each other. For those of you that uh, obviously wouldn't be part of this, but <laughs> we were texting each other as the episode was airing, having a little mm-hmm. mini discussion. And uh, I think Jake will get into this a little bit later, but. Um, I do believe at the end of the episode, we're going to be talking some pretty heavy game spoilers. So we'll try to warn you all when that happens. Uh, so you can kind of consider the point where we're done talking about the TV show, the point where we're done with the episode, if you don't want to get spoiled for the games. Yeah. So spoiler alert, multiple spoiler alerts. If you haven't watched the episode yet and don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this unless you watch the episode. Um, and then at the end, we'll do another spoiler alert when we get to part two of the game, in case you don't want to get spoiled for possible storylines for season two of the show. And then possible, if you haven't played the game of part two and you want to play the game, again, spoilers for that game. But we'll, we will give you guys fair warning, and it'll be at the end of the episode. And then if I can get the, we'll see, if I get the minutes down, maybe I'll put in the tagline too, like part two spoilers in the description. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. All right, before we get into Last of Us, let's get into a little bit of a news quickie. It's time for a news quickie. I'm only doing long pause oh, because yeah. I have like that little um, uh, 
uh, intro to it. Okay. So hopefully you guys can hear that. So now it's time for the news, Quickie. All right. First up, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet news. There is potential DLC. Michael, what are your thoughts and what do you think the DLC is going to be? Uh, I hope the DLC comes with bug patches, like majorly. I love the games you and I uh, have had that discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. Wait, th- haven't you heard the news? They uh. Well, I know they said they're know. adding some fixes, but like I hope it's. Some there of- was a huge list of fixes, and I haven't played the game since, so I don't know if it's already up and ready or if it's coming. I don't soon. think it's oh yet. Yeah, I feel like I would have seen that. I'll just. I feel like I would have seen that on Twitter or Reddit or something. Uh, I heard people I just discussing it. Yeah. Uh, I hope the DLC is good. I really, really, really hope they actually, one thing I've heard theorize is that we're going to be going back to Kalos, maybe bringing back Mega Evolution, which would be awesome. Cause I think that's actually one of the few gimmicks I've really enjoyed in the last few generations and was utterly yeah, disappointed and devastated when they got rid of it uh, because mm-hmm. reasons. Instead we got I didn't Z really moves. Care for it. And I know you liked it a little bit, but we got Z moves at the time, at the time, and Gigantamax, and I'm like, I'm good on uh, neither of those returning. Yeah. Uh, it, I yeah. would much rather. The only thing there's some Pokemon I think that will suffer as a result of them not return, that not returning. But yeah, uh, what do you think about Terra? The Terra Evolve. Terra Evolve. I don't think I've heard about this. No, not the Terra Evolve. I'm butchering what it's called. The Terra Evolution. The the Chris, the terrestrializing the thing that, yeah, that I thing. do like terrestrializing. I hate how it visually looks, but I like that idea because it changes up. It really does flip the whole. For me, I feel like it actually does flip combat on its head. You have to yeah. actually be like, okay, is it actually this type or is it one of the other fifteen? Because mm-hmm. you can go in and be like, I'm going to sweep this person, but then bam, they can terrestrialize yeah. somebody and just wall you. Boom! New typing. You weren't expecting it. It's like a trap card for Yu-Gi-Oh. It is, but with Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will end you in this turn, but I have a trap card. Uh? Yep, and all of a sudden, somebody that you could sweep that would sweep your team is now a wall that you are completely SOL against. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, it could be. I'm interested to see kind of what else they've got up their sleeves. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree with you. I I, I like the Terra. I hate the visual side of it. I think it was dumb and lazy, but I do like what it does in the overall gameplay. I like it more than Gigantamax, and I like it more than Z-Moves. I don't mind Z-Moves because it's kind of like, uh, hey, you get that one special move per t- uh, per match. Z-Moves Whereas, are like the perfect like JRPG kind of thing where it's like, oh, your character, yeah. signature awesome move. You're like, hell yeah, and you're ready to pop it up. Uh, well, sorry, go ahead. I guess what you're going to say about yeah, but uh, the, the Gigantamax, I think visually looked really, really cool. But uh, it's one of those, like, it's just like another mega evolution, but like they're bigger. Yeah, I think that's ultimately why I didn't like Gigantamax. I'm like, this is just mm-hmm. mega evolution with more steps and you don't get to use it as often. Yeah, I didn't like mega evolution initially because I'm like, oh, this reminds me of Digimon, especially since it's a temporary thing. But I've grown into it and I've actually really like it. It's a cool feature because it gives other Pokemon that maybe have three evolutions it's like hey i'm gonna give you that extra evolution yeah i also think it's cool because in a way it lets you see redesigns or or you're going with that like you get like something like absol where he gets like a different form and that's really cool because you're like oh yeah you never really got an evolution and now you do um so i don't know to me i think mega evolution was actually an awesome gameplay thing that just got mm-hmm. thrown away for no discernible reason other than 
Yeah. Just cause they should they should have kept going with it. Even if they just I, suck slowly, they're like, okay, we're not going to add like fifteen. Even if it was like, I mean, what there was like twenty or thirty, and I think both X and Y and Omega and Ruby, I think both games added like at least like twenty or thirty. I'm not sure. You would yeah, know more than I, I do just because you keep up with Go more often, but. Uh, I guess it doesn't really matter. They, they could have jerk, spoon fed, like like drip fed them. They didn't yeah. have to have like a bunch at once. But agreed. Uh, what are your hopes for the DLC outside of like Kalos? I'm hoping Kalos. I'm assuming it's going to be a smaller map area with the uh, Paradox Pokemon. That's my guess. Honestly, if we didn't get Kalos, I would really love to see Area Zero. I feel like Area Zero was really really cool. Hmm. But it was so small. And that's why I didn't yeah. care for it. I was like, well, what the hell? It's supposed to be this crazy area. And I'll, like, I guess one thing, I don't think we're going to see it in this game, but I just want them to actually do something visually impressive. I don't, I can't, like, okay, I was going to say, I can't think of a time in the recent games where I was like, wow, like, iconic, mm-hmm. like, visual moment, except for then I thought about the Crown Tundra DLC and that cool giant tree. That's like yeah, that's... pink or something like that. I forget, but that thing yep. was pretty cool. And I just want to see them do that with Scarlet and Violet because honestly, I don't know about you, but I can't think of a discernible region, like an iconic feature. I'd be like, that's Paldea. Like straight up area zero is probably the closest because they actually like, it's like this m- giant yeah. multi-tiered like area, but like mm-hmm. there's no color. It's very washed out and like, the only moment, the only time I was like, oh, wow, this was cool, was like the indoors of like your home. Yeah, that was so jarring going from that where it was so much love and attention to like, <laughs> blech, outside. I was like, oh, this game looks really, really great. And then you get in and you see all the bugs. You're like, oh, I can work with it. But uh. yeah, but hey, look at all the cool Pokemon you can catch. Yeah. Then, that's, got, that's what got me. My hopes are, I hope there's a new EV evolution. I've been waiting for that for a while. I would even, I wouldn't even mind like a paradox EV, like a ghost or uh, I don't know what they, what type they would do, but I think that'd be cool as long as it's like an EV evolution that you can evolve to. That would be cool. But I, like a time version of it. I don't know. I was looking at rumors, but I'm like, I'll just wait a week. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's take away to the other news because it's supposed to be a news quickie, and we're getting a little bit more um in depth, <laughs> delicate, a little bit more romantic with it. Maybe it's because Pokemon. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it is a news quickie. Anyway, Ew. new Pokemon news. I just heard this as a rumor, so it's not official. Not at all official. But I heard a rumor that there's going to be a live-action Pokemon TV show on Netflix. Uh, how do you do it and yep. make it good? <laughs> That's my question. You follow. I think you follow Detective Pikachu's route. I guess, but even then, like, I was like, I just, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings on live-action Pokemon. I feel like Pokemon in and of itself is so distinctly, like, the art style is so distinct, it doesn't mesh well with reality. And so, like, then you kind of have to make these, like, twisted versions. I don't know how to explain it. Like, there were some, I feel like I remember, like, Like, Charizard Detective Pikachu style. Yeah, and, like... They all looked weird. Like, I'm like, I guess that is a Pikachu, but, like, <laughs> nah. If they could, 
if they could do what they did in Detective Pikachu, but kind of did what they did with Scarlet and Violet, where they keep the overall look of the Pokemon, but just added texture to it, I think that would look mm-hmm. cool if they were able to make it live action. I think they went almost too realistic in Detective Pikachu, where some of the Pokemon just felt off, even though it was kind of like, yes, this is what Pokemon would realistically look like in the real world. I feel like you have to make it a little bit more cartoony to kind of match the overall aesthetic of Pokemon. Yeah, it's tough. I definitely don't think we're going to get like a Last of Us quality uh, adaptation. (laughs) I No, I I wouldn't expect it. But I wouldn't mind. I think the bar for me is Detective Pikachu. Are you on the same level and design of that? I could live if somebody was made a Detective pikachu like tv show but made it around like getting gems and stuff kind of like ash's journey mm. but not ash's story i would be all down for that yeah I... it, would, it would look weird it wouldn't be like what i would exactly want but i would be down for it i would check it out and i'd give it a chance i'd probably watch the first season and i'd probably watch it i don't know if i'd be horribly invested in it though that would be yeah, I just I think recently, like especially with just how Game Freak has handled it, I have kind of fallen a little out of love with Pokemon. It'll always hold a special place in my heart, and I'll probably keep playing mm. the games. But I just don't appreciate how they've handled it as a franchise. I think there's a lot that it's it would be capable of doing that is just kind of wasted with them as developers and and the Pokemon yeah. company as a whole right now. I think it's a little too dry. But I do love it. I am looking forward to seeing what they have to say. I am fully expecting them to say on the 27th, like, hey, we're going to re-release Red and Blue and you get to pay for it. Because even if you have the... Actually, I told Avery, uh, who's a good friend of mine, and Jake's, I told our buddy Avery, Mm -hmm. I feel like knowing Nintendo and knowing Game Freak, it's going to be... They're going to be like, okay, uh, we're going to re-release Red and Blue on the virtual console for your Nintendo Switch. Um, you have to pay for it and you have to have the membership. And if you cancel your membership, you can't play it anymore. Like that's the kind of like tomfoolery mm. I could totally see them doing. And people will still be like, that's I, a great deal. Yeah. I'll do it. I, I expect them. I expect it to be like the, uh, ex, the, the last tier, the most expensive tier that you have to pay for that you get like, uh, Nintendo 64 with. Yep. As well, on top of like Game Boy Advance now and uh, Sega Genesis, yeah, I I forget the name of it, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what they're gonna put it into. I, I would be upset if they were like, "Hey, you also have to pay five dollars for it." I could see see the sad thing is like I would, I just could see them doing something like that. To be honest with you, I I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I also can. I don't, I don't, I don't think they will simply because like you can just you know, I forget what it's called. You can just download it on your like phone for like most people. I forget the actual name because I'm blanking on it because ADHD. No, not, not pirating. <laughs> not technic- yes, emulators. That the that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I could see. I don't know. It's Nintendo's so weird with that kind of stuff. You just never know. I could also see them just not doing anything with it. To be honest with you, I could see them literally being Fair. like, "Yeah, we're just not going to even talk about porting it because of reasons." Yeah. I'm expecting DLC. That's all I'm expecting from the news. All right, enough Pokemon top talk. Let's uh, last little bit of news. I'm bringing up Invincible again, folks, because I want to talk about it. Season two coming late 2023. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I, I'm ex- I'm excited because I read all the comics. Uh, it's pretty, pretty big. I don't. 
uh, I don't want to spoil anything for season two. So I can't even talk. I can't really talk what, what they'll do. I think they're going to explore Mark's being a hero more and explore more of those themes of what it's like to be a hero on top of dealing with the fact that, hey, my dad just tried to murder the planet and me on top of like that PTSD as well. And I think um, the whole, God, I can't think of the virtual mites. I forget. I don't know if I'm butchering Did that you, name, vir- but the alien. Yeah, I know what but it was. Yeah, so the alien race that he's a part of, I think they'll tease more to come with this storyline by either ending kind of with like what happens to Mark's dad, or they're going to introduce a new villain that is a big villain in the comics, and he's going to be like the big bad for this season. We'll see. I'm extra excited for that villain. I think he's on my wall. Yep, yep, he is. You, I don't know if you can see it. I remember you hey. mentioned showing you. Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. Uh, oh, right here. He's the. I'm trying to point to it as I'm going backwards. Right yeah, there. Do you see that? I think I know which. I can't yeah. remember his name, but I remember. I think we talked about him. Um, uh, I'll mention it because I don't think it's much of a spoiler. Angstrom Levy is his name. So if you see Angstrom Levy, he's a big, invincible, uh, bad guy. I wouldn't say it's it's not his arch nemesis, but maybe his arch nemesis that's not part of the final conclusion and also not part of Viltrumites. Viltrumites, that's the term. I always thought it was ve- – like I always get the name of their, their race mixed up with Vegemite. So <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. But uh, – <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, I don't know if that's all we got for the news. Is it time for some? Uh, some. It's time. Ta- uh, I don't know what the call is. I don't have a segment for this. Yeah, it's time to get into the episode. Let's talk Last of Us. Woo-hoo! All right. So, so in this episode, we have Joel and Ellie. They're continuing their adventures. It's been about three months since the events of Henry and Sam. They it opens up with them going into an old person's house. Joel has his, uh, this, um, I think, what's his name? Uh, Florence. He enters uh, his cabin and finds Joel putting a gun at his wife. They kind of beg her back and forth. Then they ask for the map, where to define uh, his brother Tommy, and asks if they found Tommy. They joke back and forth a little bit. Uh, not really joke, but, you know, there's that snippy dialogue. They go into... Uh, they point to the river of death. They say go east, but they continue to go west because they want to go find Tommy. They go across, but they find the river of death, and then they cross another river, realizing that, hey, maybe that's the river of death. All these people come with horses. They have a dog that sniffs out an infection. Joel is anxious about Ellie, and everything's fine. They go into Cap. Joel reunites with Tommy. They go back and forth. Are you okay? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was just adjusting the stand on my mic. I apologize. Okay. It kept no falling worries. over. I was like right. getting annoyed with it. So I was just trying to, like, while you're talking, I'm sitting here, like, just trying to, like, tighten it so it's not wiggling like crazy around me. Mm-mm. No worries. So back to the recap. Uh, Joel and Tommy, they kind of catch up. Uh, Maria, Tommy's wife, talks with Ellie. Uh, this is, I think, before the movie. No, this is like during... Anyway, uh, I'm forgetting the events of what happens at the camp. But Maria and Ellie talk. Maria tells um, Ellie about Sarah, which gives Ellie insight about Sarah and kind of his whole why Joel is the way he is. 
And Joel breaks down from Tommy saying he can't do it. He's having panic attacks or what we think is panic attacks. He's fear. He fears the fact that he's getting too old. They can't take care of Elliot and they're going to wind up like Henry and Sam. And as well as Joel, he keeps seeing Sarah in different places, keeps having flashbacks, keeps seeing her. And it's not really a tell moment. It's kind of a show, but you can see girl that looks like Sarah about the same age when Sarah was lost. And he's just staring all only like, is this possibly her? And realizing it's not. What? They. Uh, no, keep going. Keep you going. missed that part? No, no, no. I was going to say, I don't know okay. if you saw, but she, I think it was more so like even that she was, even, she would have been Sarah's age at that point if she had survived and had a little girl of her own. Oh, that was the mom. Yeah. yeah the little girl. Yep. 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 Okay. Anyway, carrying on. Uh, Ellie and Joel have their little famous scene from The Last of Us. Which is arguably one of my favorite scenes of the entire franchise, honestly. We'll get into it. Yep, we will. We'll, we'll get into it. I'm just recapping, getting into it. Uh, Tom, uh, J- Joel gets time to think about it. He gives Ellie the choice. Ellie's just like, eh, I'm going with you. And that doesn't hesitate. They head off. They go back east, southeast to Colorado. They go to the uh, college where the fireflies were held. They realize that no one's there. It's very desolate. It's empty. There's a bunch of moving stuff, a bunch of moving papers. They learn that they're in Salt Lake. As they're about to leave, a bunch of raiders come. And they try to book out of there before the raiders find them. Uh, then they get jumped by a raider. Joel gets stabbed. They jump on a horse. They catch away. Ellie shoots a guy. And as they get away, about a mile or two down the road, Joel passes out and falls off the horse, realizing that he's been stabbed. And Ellie's freaking out, saying, I don't know what to do without you. Episode ends. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, damn. Let's start with the old people. I really it's liked like it. It really season. threw me off when they showed up. I was like, what the hell is going on right now? But I appreciate that part of the game at all. Yeah, not at all. And like, that's one thing I was going to ask you. Like, I really appreciate how even though I played the game and I know what's going to happen. And I think you do too. We might have discussed this as well. Yep. You really have. I have a vague idea of where they're going to take things. Where they're going to take things. But they've changed I, they haven't changed the heart and they haven't changed <clears throat> the big story beats, but they've changed how we get there. Yeah. They've changed kind of when stuff happens or how it happens in a way that like, even if you play the game, the value mm-hmm. added you're getting from watching the show. I feel like I'm actually getting to not only re-experience the game again, but I feel like yeah. there's more lore and like the world I, f- I feel even more attached to. Uh, oh, Definitely. Uh, you have you watched uh, what if the Doctor Strange episode at all? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that what you're talking, what you're just talking about, reminds me a little bit of that. Where I feel like there's fixed points that they have to do, and we know that they're coming. Like the very important parts of the the game, especially that one famous scene that this episode covers. We know that there's fixed points that is definitely going to happen. So we know. I have a very good idea what this episode, what this uh, show ends on, but everything from those points in between, they're, they're adding stuff, taking away stuff, and they're changing a little bit where it's still exciting for those who play the game, as well as those who uh, just jump into it because they're, they don't feel behind because they're filling in that lore so that any casual person can understand the world 
on top of the fact that they're adding lore to those who have played the game like hey this is a little bit extra to understand this world absolutely i also think uh just the way they've they've really adapted the game to the show um like taking moments how do i phrase this it's like the last bit of the episode which i think we'll probably end up coming back to this but like there's only like four (laughs) guys that show up at that university and they're still like we need to get the hell out of here um whereas in the game there's like fucking 20 dudes that you have to clear out and like that's the whole thing that, that i really that's a big difference like they really ground the tv show because it's a game you have they can't just mm-hmm. like have you shoot like two guys and like okay that's it you're done uh it has to be some epic battle um mm-hmm. every time you have a character on screen which i actually I mean, think if there was this like... way is much better because it's more like i feel like i'm like okay this is more yeah. realistic like if there was 20 dudes mm-hmm. that showed up you'd be like well I guess we're just going to die. <laughs> like, Yeah. Ooh, that brings into... Uh, we'll talk about this before the last episode, but it brings up the whole how will they handle the last episode. They, it makes me think on, like, I think, oh, how are they going to handle this part? I do think that part's going to be extremely accurate to the games because... And I don't want to talk about too much about this guy. I actually was just thinking about this. I want to bring this up when we get to our end of the episode spoiler section. So sorry for okay. folks that have not played the games that don't want to get spoiled. You're going to miss out a little bit of that discussion. But when you finish the series, come back and listen I'll to Michael's it. thoughts. But uh, we, uh, yeah, I think that part's going to be very accurate to the game. And I'll have I'll explain my reasoning when we get to the our part two discussion. Uh, yeah, but honestly, man, great episode. I really loved the old couple. I thought it was kind of a funny way of like, getting joel and ellie where they needed love, to go and it added like yeah. logic of like they didn't just stumble into to tommy they had to like look for him he was in the fucking like middle of bumfuck nowhere yeah can i talk about this i want to talk about this in depth because i actually really like this opening scene because mm-hmm. i like it from multiple angles one it starts off with joel aiming a gun at an old lady and you're like oh this it's kind of like a subtle reminder that joel's not a great person no he's, he's not. not he's done a lot of bad things and he's sticking up an old woman in her own home for information. Yep. And so Florence, the old dude, he comes in. He sees this. I love how casual he is. Well, that's Where funny that like... you say that. Like, he isn't a good person. But, like, everybody in that room kind of knows this is the deal. You know, you live in a post-apocalyptic world. People are going to shove a gun in your face. It's not a big deal. Yep. You do it to, like, it, ha- it happens later in the episode to Joel and Ellie. And then they walk on from it. They're like, this is fine. Uh, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's like it's what you're used to because of so much. There's so many bad things out there that you're just you're expecting to meet the bad thing, the bad people, the monsters, rather than good people with rather good intentions. Joe and Ellie have a very rather good intention. They're just trying to find Tommy. They're just trying to make their way there, you know. But they come up and stick them with a gun, even though they're an old couple. Yeah, I like how Ellie's just like they're like a thousand years old. Joel, we're fine. But I love the banter just because, one, he's like, you fed them soup? They were hungry. Yeah. <laughs> also, he didn't, hurt, he didn't hurt me. I have eyes. Like, all right, way to care. <laughs> they really do have that like, old married couple vibe, like 100%. It reminds me of, like, uh, Frank and Bill a little bit. Because, like, Frank and Bill, they kind of, like, they have their bickering. But if you stick with one person this entire time for 20 years, 
yeah i feel like i'd feel the same way like yeah yeah, yeah. i, I see that you're alive don't think Fra- not dead yet i definitely don't think frank like, and bill would have been as chill of hosts as those two were because i don't oh, think no, i do no, not no, think bill would have taken kindly to somebody pointing a gun at frank uh, in any capacity i think that person would have been dead no and i do think no, maybe in a like a different life or like if they were a bit younger i do think that there would have been a little bit more confrontation there because but I think they're an older couple, so they're like, all right, what are you going to do? Kill us? We got like a few years left in us, anyways. Uh, and well, I like the joke. You didn't, you didn't shoot him. The gun's all the way over there. Yeah, like, <laughs> like what am they I going to get do? up for the gun? Yeah. He's got to be dead to rights. I'm going to make him soup. Also, there's a girl with, and she just comes down. I do think that's probably part of the reason why nothing really confrontational happened there. Very different. It's, it's mm-hmm. a man and a young girl. And I think like the yeah. couple is like, okay, you guys clearly aren't like raiders. I think it maybe right. would have been a different is, scenario otherwise. There is one bit of dialogue. We'll get into this little bit of dialogue towards the end when we talk about part two a little bit. But I just want to mention it now. I feel like this dialogue, this piece of dialogue is important. Wow, aren't you a little psychopath? Yeah, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? There was so, so, and Jake and I will talk about this, but uh, yep. the one thing that we were blown away by, I think both... Um, we haven't talked much about the episode. Honestly, we kind of saved it for this episode. But man, the part two trip hints they dropped this episode. It was just line after line after line. There were lines There's, that made me cry. They're planning seeds. They are literally they're planning seeds. They did this before the fucking season premiered. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin knew. They're like, we have this is it. Like I think they truly did know. And so even without the go-ahead from HBO, they're like, we're just going to just drop some. Because even if nothing came of it and there wasn't a season two, mm-hmm. if you played the games, the lines that they, the lines and the references and visuals they used yep. are so like enchanting and whew, just sent chills down your spine. I got, I got mm-hmm. literal chills throughout the whole episode. Um, but so after they leave... What are Francis and or what were the names of the? I never I never cut. Uh, Florence, Florence and Marlon. Uh, Florence is the wife and Marlon is the. I might have mixed those up. Florence is the wife. Marlon is the husband. Yep. So after and so we leave them. We end up seeing Joel and Ellie. Starting to. Oh, see. first before, as they uh, as they um. Walk out. Let's not forget this too, Joel started to have a pain in his chest. So I actually which, didn't. But, oh, sorry, girl, go ahead. I don't hear your thoughts. At least, at least the two thoughts, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be the latter. So my first thought was, is he having a heart attack? Is he not a heart attack, but is he having heart problems? Is he having chest pain? Like, is he doing something like medical that's going to affect him later on? My second um, thought was, is he having a panic attack because of what happened uh, in the events of Kansas City? See, you're smarter and than I am because I didn't really deduce the panic attack. I thought... I actually went oh, it's it's the latter. I went a completely different way with it. Uh, so this is really random, but it's the I know ladder. when they we'll get into it though. I know when they first started developing the game, Neil Druckmann talked about how he was thinking about having it would be like an old grizzled cop protecting a young girl, and uh, sometimes mm-hmm. the cop would have like heart like heart problems, and the girl would have to take over and protect him. Like that was the idea for the game, and then it kind of morphed into mm-hmm. The Last of Us. So I thought they were going that direction. I was like, oh, is he bringing in like the original ideas into it? So, and then when it ended up. I think they're nodding to it. It may be, is a slight nod to it, but 
I definitely like that it was more uh, like that it was the panic attacks because that's absolutely like I was like oh yeah that would make sense. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about it because Joel in the scene in a very surprising Joel scene for Joel because he's not this character in the game. He lays it all out. So we'll talk about it when he lays it all out. Yeah, that was a really beautiful scene. So uh, I actually really loved the scene with them underneath the Aurora Borealis talking about their futures and all that stuff. Uh, and Joel mm-hmm. wanting to be a sheep farmer. And yeah, yeah that was, uh, I, I just really liked that. And I really liked that the setup they did for. Uh, There's a good payoff. Too. Yeah, it was just really nice. And like one thing. So there's two things I noticed during this segment of the episode. One, mm-hmm. I felt like Joel was being really cold to Ellie throughout the episode, honestly, until the end. Like, she would make quips to him, and he'd just be like, okay, yep. Like, he was acknowledging it and maybe kind of, like, somewhat joining in, but you could tell, for me, I felt like he was holding himself back. Like, like I think he was. And like, and that, which, I, which, as far as the, as the episode continues, I think that is definitely proven true. Like, you kind of see him. Like, he is interacting, but he's not a hundred percent kind of like if somebody's on their phone you're talking to them like they're engaged with you but not a hundred percent and ellie i think kind of is picking up on that but she's holding it back um Mm. and i think that's kind of how they tie into how he is in the games a little bit with how cold and maybe i think and the big thing they're tying this to is the fact that he is dealing with panic attacks he's dealing with anxiety he's dealing with the fear of losing her yep so he's trying his best to like cut her off. Yep. You can't get her so emotionally, but she's already in. Yeah, he already cares too much. So she he's made the poop job. He was done. <laughs> Here, I want to give big props to Pedro Pascal in this uh, in this episode because I think he's doing an amazing job. These subtleties that he brings to his like physical character work to Joel is amazing because he's pulling off the fact that like, hey. She's in his heart. He cares, but he doesn't want to care. He's betraying it so, so, so well. Yeah. He shows, like, you see him generally starting to care more and more each episode, but it's not, like, obvious. It's very, very, um, it reminds me of Brian Cranston Breaking Bad, where from the first episode to the last episode, they're night and day, two different characters. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the entirety of the show, you see him transform into that Heisenberg character in this this show with Joel you see him he's like this hard man doesn't really he's not showing emotion for de- Tess dying he's not he doesn't care he throws a little boy in the fire it doesn't do anything to him but you see over the course of these 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 short amount of episodes that we get we see him generally start to care and care and care to the point where he's now having panic attacks for losing her but he's, she's not fully in and I'm really liking that after maybe not this next episode, but the episodes after, we're gonna really see that father bonding yep, like he absolutely. cares. And they clinched it. They clinched it in this episode. They did. When he when he when he decides to give her a choice and she's like, You're in, boom. Like he's he's all in. Yeah, and he like tries to give her the out again. I think he's still a little scared of that vulnerability. So before we get to that part though, uh and I don't really River wanna, of Death? The River of Death part, I don't think we have to dwell on too much because it kind of is ties no. in exactly to what you said there. Like you see that that vulnerability if you I, I do have a I do have a question for you. So they talk about the river of death. If as soon as you cross over the river of death, um there is a bunch of bad things, bad people. Yeah. Who did you think when that when they first were discussing 
who like the river of death who do you think those people honestly are? i knew right away it was going to be the jackson folks like just because i was like there you don't have from a yeah. logistical standpoint i was like they don't have time for it to be anybody else but i was kind of right. curious how they were gonna set it up and i did like that in this episode it was more of an active patrol because in the games you just kind of stumble into them and like that's like that is one thing and maybe they did explain that he knew exactly where tommy was in the games i don't remember I played part one not too long ago, but I can't remember how he exactly knew where Tommy was. So in this way, if he knew, he knew the general area, yeah. he knew he was around Cody, Cody Jackson. Well, and I did like, which is a huge area. I do really, that's, like not, that's not small that at all. They brought up Cody. Cause I was wondering if they were going to get over to the tower. And I liked how at the beginning of the episode, Ellie was like, yeah, we go to Cody. It was covered with infested or infected. And I was like, okay, so you can't, I think that was like a perfect example of like, you have to tell, but not show. Um, because I knew that that yeah. would be something that people, if they didn't show up, people would be like, well, why didn't they ever just go to that radio tower in Cody? So you have to address that. Um, which I think also leads to them being put into that stressful scenario because they can't just radio for Tommy. Uh, so obviously mm. we have that whole scene with them being corralled by the Jackson patrol. Uh, well, before we get, oh, before okay. we get into that, I, did you catch the little nod of the dam? Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. I was like, hey, I remember that. It wasn't exactly like it, it didn't look exactly like that, but I was like, is this, are we just going to see them at the dam? Because it's what we mostly seen in the game. Mm-hmm. And then they moved on to a different area and then they crossed the Yellowstone River, which I realized, I don't know if they uh, called it the Yellowstone River, but in this, uh, the site that I'm looking at, is they, they're confirming it's the Yellowstone River, it's the River of Death. Which makes sense because Jackson is just south of uh, Yellowstone, and as well as Cody. I was thinking, it'd be really cool. I only know. To, like, I feel like after this show, and especially after the games, I wonder if anybody's going to take like a Last of Us inspired road trip, like hit all the big areas and cities. Mm. Like that'd be really cool if you could take like a month off. Summer would start off in uh, Boston, go to Pittsburgh, go to Kansas mm-hmm. City. Like you could hit them all. That'd be so much fun. Go to Lincoln too. Yeah, you could go to Lincoln. Yeah, you gotta go to Link- you gotta go to Lincoln before you, and all, all the mountains by Lincoln as well. Yep. Can't forget about those mountains. No, you cannot. <laughs> uh, uh, for those who for those who are not aware, uh, they show mountains ten miles uh, north of Boston in episode three, yep. and a lot of people made fun of them because there's no mountains At there, all, even a little bit. It looks really nice. It would though. be pretty chill. But yeah, that that'd be a cool road trip. Uh, Maybe with all the bombs. You go Pittsburgh. Hopefully no infected, nobody trying to kill you. Um, you kind of have to go backwards a little bit because you have to go like Jackson, Yellowstone area. Then you have to go like back all the way down to Colorado and then through the mountains to Salt Lake City. But hey, you could continue it further to part two you area, could. which we won't get into. You could. That would be even more wild. Um, I, I, I told you this because uh, me and you went to my sister's wedding in uh, Grand Canyon. I do not want to drive anymore. I'm past road tripping i did i did a 30 hour trip to like california los angeles from minnesota california if you guys don't know uh don't involve me is minnesota based represent so represent yeah so driving from minnesota to california is about 24 hours 30 hours of a drive yeah that was not not fun so i'm i'm flying all the way yeah i uh did a road trip this summer with my brother Oh yeah, you went to you went to uh, yeah, Seattle. I would never do that again. I, I shouldn't say I would never do that again. I would never do it the way we did it again. Uh, we just drove straight through. That was awful. Ugh. I would do it if you had like 
two weeks to do it and you could st- actually stop and mm-hmm. see each area, that wouldn't be so bad. But we just went straight from Minnesota to Seattle. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> Would not recommend yeah. it. Me personally, my, my brother, and I, I think it depends on what your kind of personality type is. My thing is like, if I'm going to go on a trip someplace, I want to be able to actually enjoy the trip, not like travel the whole time. I don't like the traveling part of it. That part yeah. sucks. Sinking. I would rather just fly on a plane for three yeah, hours, man. deal with the, the airport for another three hours and go from there rather than driving that whole no, day. Yeah, it's just a waste of time, honestly, at that point. But anyways, we're getting off to here. But yeah, so I really liked that they kind of skipped past the dam uh, because it did lead to some of my favorite mm-hmm. parts of the episode. Uh, seeing Pedro or seeing Pedro's Joel terrified of the dog going up to Ellie, and you're like, and even I was like, what's gonna happen here? I was a little yeah, like, I was like, I don't even know. Like I do know, but like the show keeps having an edge, so I'm like, I don't know. Because the scanners show red for Ellie when she's they show red, but the I'm like the dog. I'm like, how do you how do you smell infected? Do the infected smell differently? Do they smell the mushrooms, the fungi inside you? Does Ellie have mush? Does she have fungi in her that are dead? Can they, the dog still smell it? It raised so many questions that we didn't get anything answered other than the dog doesn't smell anything. I don't there. think you need a direct scientific answer other than just an acknowledgement that that's what happened. Um, no, but it, it raises those yeah, questions absolutely. though for the lore of the it world. Does. It's great lore asking questions, which this show is so brilliant that like it's this simple scene where it's just like it raises a bunch of questions for those who want to think a little bit deeper on and it doesn't answer them but it like it's just how does how does this work how does uh how does the fungi work maybe we get those answers a little bit later on um for specific episodes where they dive into more of her potential like her i'm trying to think of the immunization yeah uh they maybe we might get we might get some more answers in um I'm thinking episode nine maybe maybe we get those answers I don't know but I like how they open the door. Another thing I would like to say about the scene is what I really like is how Joel's just absolutely terrified yep. during this. But Ellie, she's the act kind of the exact opposite. Maybe there's that initial terror. I forget if she has like the initial look of terror on her face, but. It immediately went over and she's like, oh, "Hey, hey, puppy, let me pet yeah, you." Yeah, as soon as the dog kind of was chill with her and it was like, "I like this one." That was a really that mm-hmm. was a really sweet episode. I think uh yeah, I don't know. I think that was I'm very very excited to see kind of what they do with the rest of it. Um so on to our the next thing I wanted to talk about was Man, Joel and Tommy's relationship. Also, side note, I'll make this really quick. I forgot that Gabriel Luna, Gabriel Luna, not Gabriel, Gabriel Luna was Ghost Rider in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, I saw that the other day and I was like, he was awesome in that show. I I recognized his name. I didn't, um, but I didn't recognize him. I was like, I, I know I should know you, but I don't know what you're from. And like, I've heard of this name. And now that you say that he was Ghost Rider, I was like, the light bulb just like yeah, popped in my brain. That's it. Yeah, that's news to me. That's it. Oh wow, yeah. nice. Yeah, I I do like the relationship. I like how because uh, initially they were happy to see each other. You can tell that there's like conflict there, but they're still happy. Yeah, to they're see still each ultimately other. Bro- brothers. Um, one second here. I'm just trying. I was gonna mention about that. I really liked how 
Joel almost laughed. Like, he laughed when he was like, I came here to save you. Like, he was like, the dude's, Tommy's just yeah. chilling, doing some carpentry or whatever. And I really love that genuine, like, Tommy. Like, he was so, like, that was, that was another moment where you got to see how emote, like, Joel does care deeply for family. And he mentioned that earlier on in the series. Yeah. It's like, what do you do it for? You do it for family. Um, mm-hmm. And it, so you kind of get another that. aspect of love. Yeah, another aspect yeah, of love. The whole show is really about love. Uh, the episode's called Kin. Kin. He found his kin. But he also, I mean, we're getting into it, though. As we talked about, he also glitched his other kin. He added his other kin in this episode which i thought the oh, title kin. for this is perfect. two kin <laughs> he got a uh, well technically three i guess uh so i really like the scene with them at the when they were sitting down talking uh but kept kind of catching up mm-hmm. um and maria was there this is the boot scene you're talking no no, no not the boot no, scene. It's not the boots, uh, when right? they're just in the dining hall okay. which we got our first uh, a lot of people are really determined to figure out who that mysterious character was watching ellie and I like that Neil Druckmann and Craig Mason are like, oh, I don't know. Who could that possibly be? I don't you know. Oh, wait. Was it the, was it the yeah. girl? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, I, I, re- I remember seeing her and I'm like, oh, are they hinting I at that? And then were, I well, didn't. Because if you like, went on Twitter, they were they like, were. is that so-and-so's name? So. We're getting a little spoilerific. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save, we will save, save that we'll for save. later. But I really liked that that was kind of where they went with the episode. Um. So anyways, but uh can we can we talk about it a little bit though too? I really liked how the community of Jackson looked like in part two. This isn't a spoiler no. at all. Wait, is it? It oh, is shoot, it, it is, is, but not really. I would say because it's a visual spoiler. It's not like a story spoiler. But you are right. They really did honor the feel. <laughs> I'm still debating if I want to talk about it right now. We can always come back um, to the part two discussion. Well let's yeah, let's talk about it more in detail. I don't, I don't want to spoil. I would just say all we, we, we kind of keep it at. Have. I really liked the set design for this episode. It was great. Big fan. It was big fan. I, 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 I liked it too. I will say, um, the scene we talked about this too. He's staring only at uh, a girl that looks like Sarah. I think initially I thought she was like a teenager, but when she stood up, I realized, oh no, that's like a young, younger twenties. Uh, someone who looks like Sarah, like in her twenties, but like the the little girl that also kind of looks like Sarah. Yep, yep. I think uh, so. I really like that scene. That just that show no tell. I really love. I really like when shows do the like really deeply in the show no tell. I know I talked about it before and like other where like Marvel. Uh, I was, we were talking about Marvel the uh, Avengers. There was like a specific scene where like the scepter, if you paid attention, the scepter was going off and everybody was bantering back and forth. Like they were arguing back and forth and it was the scepter that was controlling it. I feel like in a movie like that where it's mainstream audiences, you have to be a little bit more um, on the nose with things. But I feel like this this show, you don't really have to. And I think visually they represent it really, really well. Like, hey, this is what Joel's thinking without having to tell you this. I think the, they show you it, it's showing you what they want you to know and it's really on the nose visually but they don't outright spill it and i just really appreciate this show doing yeah that. and you can tell this is ultimately where the big heart of the episode is that sarah is always going to be a part of joel's life and yeah you can't that's your daughter i mean i don't have children yet jake you do now so you can kind of attest to this but i can't even imagine the pain of losing a child 
And that is why Joel is this hard man. He can't, he can't open himself up like that because the pain that he experienced from Sarah's death. And he tells that to Tommy later on in the episode, as we see, he's like, I can't do that again. It will kill me. Yeah. Let's transition to that. Let's segue into that scene. Since we're talking about it. Um, I really, really like this scene because this is one of those scenes where this is diff- this is different than the game. Joel never really all out expresses himself no. until until not not from part one. In part two, we, we can talk about that. He does in certain points get into more of that emotional side. He like lightens up. Actually, yeah, I'm not gonna. It's it's too spoilery. Anyway, we don't see this in the game from part one. We don't see him emotionally opening up like this. So there's that little bit of change between him and Tommy, where like in the game they're a little bit more cold, and or this they're there's still that distance. There's still it's a resentment that hey, yeah, like we didn't have to kill those people. We were bad people. Yeah, and Joel thinks no, we needed to. We did that to survive. And I think in this one, you see Tommy be more accepting of that and say, hey, I know that like that was how we survived. I'm not proud of it. In the game, he was a lot more resentful. So I kind of like that change. I think it gave their relationship a little bit more nuance. And I really like that. Yeah. I mean, you kind of saw it earlier on in the season. Like, Joel does resent Tommy. He feels like he, it's always like, oh, you know, I have to go save my dumb kid brother who's trying to be a hero. Because that's yep. what he's kind of telling Ellie about him joining the army. And and Tommy really does mm-hmm. has found a place right now, a place where he can do good and like uh, support the community. Uh, where the, has yeah. a wife, has a baby yeah. on the and way. And you, I think that's even more now is causing this resentment from Joel because he's like, "Wow, it's like I will never have that again," uh, mm-hmm. or at least he's not willing to let himself have that again. And so this is what ultimately I don't know if you're ready to talk about it, but gets to my favorite moment of the. Arguably my favorite moment of the game. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk. About, I know we branched over a little bit. Let's talk about the uh, Maria Ellie scene where they're cutting their hair just a little bit more in depth because Ellie finds out that he sees that um, who is it, Kevin and Sarah on the little board saying "rip" yeah. like for those who lost. And he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry for your loss of your kids." Oh, kid, Kevin was my kid. Um, Sarah was Joel's and just her eyes yeah, opening up. I, like, like, I do think like, that was a big, like, I really, I ex- really think Bella Ramsey explains did so a great much. job there. Cause she kind of, you saw that mm-hmm. like vision, like even as an actress, like, you saw like that, those wheels turning and we're like, Oh, kind of like if you made a joke with somebody about something, you didn't realize it was a very sore spot for them. And then found out later and you have that fuck moment where you oh, feel gosh. like shit. Um, Oh yeah, I did that uh, last summer with our friend yeah. Avery. It's just, it's. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my god. <laughs> Be careful about whose mom you yeah, joke that sometimes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god. All right, sorry, I gotta collect myself a little bit here. Anyways, <laughs> but. No, I think that was a really, like, seeing Ellie, and I think also that was a big moment for Ellie where she was like, I think because she probably did have some frustrations. Like, why isn't he, like, why is he being so distant with me, like, in just in general? And I think that was a big, like, she even, I think she always said, oh, that explains why he acts the way he does. Like, because I think she's had moments where, like, dude, lighten up. But it's, like, when you hear that, it kind of clicks for her. And I think she 
doesn't lose that understanding of like she's a girl young girl around the same age as his daughter when she died like that would really suck in general even if there wasn't this bond between them it would be really tough to have that around um yeah so that's i don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add as far as that episode i just like i did like the banter between the two of them i'll i'll say that much at least yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we can move on to the best scene or that's not the best scene the famous scene between them where Joel is explaining to Ellie why he must not take her any further. And I like that, like, just this scene gets me every time. I, I teared up this time. I, every time I play it in the game, I'm like, oh, God. It's like that Mr. Incredibles meme. Oh, that's strong enough. I think I said this before. There's a lot of moments like that in this show. This this show and the game, this story just gets me. It's such a beautiful, genuine story. Uh and having Ellie open up to Joel and say, like, fuck you. Like, you can't just abandon me. Everybody's abandoned me. Everybody's left me. And yeah, or, or died. died. And, like, it kind of, in the game, it really, and even in the show, it takes me off a little bit that Joel is like, you don't know what it's like to lose. It's like, she does. You guys are both in the same world. Yes, you lost your daughter, but she has lost. Like, and she says as much, like, I've lost people too. Like, it's not fair of you to sit mm-hmm. here and, like, push me away because you're scared of getting hurt, but you don't have a problem with like me doing it. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. I, right. like, I'm willing, she's willing to open up to him to accept him. Like they've get, they went through so much. And like one thing I like, it just kind of hit me right now. We're talking about it. Like in the game, even on the show, you don't really get it, but they've spent literal months together. There's been so much stuff that's happened off screen that we haven't even seen. And like, I think it's also part of her frustration. It's like kind of like if you're friends with somebody for like a long time and they always kind of close themselves off, it's hard to not get frustrated yeah. with that. It reminds me of like if you work with somebody for like over for a few months, like if you work in a small space, like a, let's say like a restaurant or like a fast food, somewhere where like you share a small space with someone for such a long time. Uh, not just like for hours in a day, but just like over like periods of months, you get to know that person just based on the fact that you guys have to spend so much time together. You know, it's, you know, after that long period of time where they're, you know, if a person's like, Hey, yep, I'm gone. And nothing that, that didn't mean anything to me. That's, it's kind of like that. Yo, we just spent like three months together. Yeah. And it's, so it, you get to know someone really quick spending that yeah, much time. And they're spending days, not like a few hours every day. It's like literal days of traveling together. Um, yeah. And so that moment where she just kind of calls him on a shit a little bit, she's like, fuck you. Like you're literally just abandoning me because you're scared of getting hurt. And that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, because the thing is, is like, she does feel that connection from him, but he's fighting it. And yeah, I kind of like that. Tommy, did acquiesce this time around, but he, I think he even kind of saw like, you guys seem like you're really close. Like not in a bad way. I like how, I like how Tommy called him out, called him out. Like, Hey, just because you lost a daughter doesn't like, just because your world stopped doesn't mean. Yeah. And that's kind of a recurring theme through this episode. Even with Ellie, she's like, Hey, like I get it. It's agonizing. You got the world took away something from you. And you're angry, understandably, but that's not fair to like have that anger. And I think this falls true in real life too. Like people, like bad shit happens to good people. Mm -hmm. Have have friends to friends of ours, like family of ours, like even sometimes ourselves. 
but you cannot yeah. let that control your life forever. You have to be willing to let it go because there are better and more mm. beautiful things coming. And I know it sounds naive and simplistic, but that's the world. Like shit does happen, but it doesn't have to define there the rest is, of your life. It was just a part of it. There is there is that theme throughout because and they change this a little bit to match this theme in the game. For example, um in the Kansas City episode where uh, Kathleen is talking to Henry because she's like, he's my brother. I had to protect him. Like maybe he was meant to die. Maybe that was his fate. He got cancer. Maybe he was trying, supposed to die, but instead you mess with fate. Now my brother is dead instead of your son. Maybe like kids die. Kids die in this world. This is a bad world. People die. It is a normal thing. She laid it laid on it very, very thick. And then you, in this episode, Tommy, Different in the game. Actually, it's is it different, different in the game? Did he have it? No, he didn't. Okay. Yeah, they, so, they changed it a lot. Yeah. But Maria and him were yes. together. I don't know if they, they were, were married. married. They were married. But they were together. So in this one, they're married. They're having a kid. Joel's asking Tommy, his younger brother, to take Ellie. Like, he's telling Tommy to risk his life and risk, like, having his daughter not having a father mm-hmm. to grow up to because he's afraid to do what he doesn't think he can do. Yeah. And then if that makes so sense, we have this amazing confrontation between the two of them, a big blowout. Um, and I think you see, I forget exactly how it all plays out in the episode. I just only watched it once and it'll probably be kind of thing. I had to watch two or three times after it's all said and done. But mm-hmm. I really did love that Joel kind of, goes to her in the morning and humbly says if you'll have me and and just that it, like it it like it teared me up a little bit choked me up with just ellie being like yep like not it wasn't even a question she was like no shit like we're gonna go do this and my a good friend of mine david pointed out because we watched it together uh that okay. he said that he saw that they had that connection where they clicked when he when he taught yep. her how to shoot the gun right after that because he was like, nope, 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 would not do it. She was asking me, like, please, 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 kind of like a little kid begging you. And then he was like, all right, I'll show you how to do it. And you kind of, now, we'll get talked about this when we get to the part two spoiler section, but I do think they're going to change the ending a little bit, because I don't know if you caught what song plays that part. But it is mm-hmm. the last song, and I think it only ever plays once. I, I could play more than once, but I'm I'm almost positive only I plays once is at the very ending of the game. And they played it at that portion, which makes me think they might change mm. how, not a lot, but they might change a little bit of how the story ends here. Or they might not. Who knows? I could be wrong. Um, They're teasing there's something, something. I think, yeah. And so, like, that was really beautiful for me because I love that song by Gustavo. I can't pronounce his name. I'm sorry. But the the musical, uh, the right, the writer of all the music in the games, um, that, that piece, uh, it just gets me every time and I get chills when I hear it. So hearing that right there, I was like, oh yeah, here it is. Like that bond between a father and his daughter has, has truly openly formed. And I like how in the university, uh, you have that moment with him saying, all right, well, I wasn't a hundred percent honest. If, if I could have my dream, it would be to be a singer. And, now mm-hmm. Ellie has told him 
you have to sing for me when I save the world. And I think that was such a, I don't know if that plays out pretty similarly in the game. I don't know if it plays exactly like that, but I liked. Yeah. Similar sentiment. Yeah. And I really, really liked that. So, uh, it was another, another seed. Yeah. Another, another seed, seed has been planted. Uh, they also talked about uh, Sally Ride, the ast- yep. astronaut earlier in the episode, which is another seed. We'll get into that uh, when we get to the spoiler territory. But now I think, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, so so in in this section where they make their way to um, the university, Joel, they're they're bonding a little bit more. You can tell like they are clicked now. Joel is all in. His, he's still, I don't know if he still has like those, I don't know if they showed us any more panic attacks, but I think his mind is now settled like, hey, I'm yep. in. And he's letting him, he's, he's letting Ellie in. Yeah. Kind of maybe for the first time. Like hundred percent fully, yeah. Which I really like because Charles Charles shooter rifle told her about his life as a contractor. Was talking about rules of football. Yeah, that was fun. And, and I thought, and I thought that was really cool. I thought the way they capped it off at the end with him saying like, "Hey, I, I actually wanted to be a singer," was yep. amazing. I like how they capped. Because there was a moment that. where like, and then you right, tell but, your kid your dreams. You're like, "Oh, well, I wanted to do this when I grew mm-hmm. up," or like even just somebody that you're close to. Like it's a very tender moment. Um, I think it was really good how they did the pacing compared to the game. I think it was really spot on. Um, just they got, they kind of cut out a lot of the... That's probably one thing I like about the show is they cut out a lot of the unimportant fluff that you would get from a game. As, as, in a game, it's enjoyable because you're interacting with it, but it would not be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, it's, bore, it's boring narratively-wise. And, uh, like... You you'd think like you know plowing through twenty thirty fifty men in like one section of a level would be exciting. It, it if you did that the entirety of the TV show, it'd get boring. It'd just become a giant action movie, and that's not what the why this this game this story is amazing. And I do like that they leaned on they're leaning on the narrative story rather than the Absolutely. action. And I do think they're making the right call with that, even though sometimes. I am disappointed. I'm like, oh, I wish there was a little bit more action here. I'm always, I come away, I think about it, I think about it a little bit more, and I'm like, oh, no, actually, it makes sense. Everything I needed, like, narratively yeah, was there. Absolutely. And so then we get to the, uh, we'll kind of, have to kind of wrap up the episode here. I don't know if you have much more to add, but you have that fight where I think you kind of get to see that savage side of Joel again when that guy came at them to attack them and he was like, he took him yep. out. Like he was like, you are not going to touch her. And I liked that. He, yeah. Did he choke him out? I forget how he killed him or he, oh, he broke, oh, he his, broke neck. his neck. And that moment where he looks down and he sees the bat driven through him like a stake. But one thing is why would yep. you pull it out? Cause I thought they say, if you ever get stabbed, you do not pull it out because then the blood will just like spray out of you. Yeah. But, other than that, I think I, that's a, I have no idea. I, I think that's a lot more realistic have, than what happened at the game. <laughs> I don't know if you do remember that part, but yeah, falling, like uh, falling, floors. falling through a window, and then getting stabbed by rebarb and still surviving yeah. that somehow. I told that to Haley, and she's like, "Oh, stop!" Like just like made her cringe. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely that a too. lot more realistic. And that scene with Ellie kind of taking the charge and. Him falling off the horse just a few miles out of town and being like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Also, did you see the monkeys? I did love, I loved the monkeys. Okay. Do you know what that means? That theory we have about how the, that key moment in the game that I'm worried is not going to happen. I think, okay, I'm like, all right, I think it's, it's going to happen. I it's think happening. it's going to happen. 
If they do monkeys, they're they're gonna do giraffes. Oh man, it's gonna be good. Uh, I don't know how much more you have to add to that, but right, I'd love to talk about part two uh, for a few minutes here. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to. I mean, we we got time. We don't have any more time limits like we did the last one, which is That's nice. Um, so we have we we still have time. We still have time, but we can start wrapping it up too. Let's talk about the cliffhanger a little bit because I do like this. Is I think what the second no third cliffhanger that we ended on they're not they're definitely not breaking bad with the no. cliffhangers but it definitely leaves you wanting more it, i'm intrigued with the this cliffhanger in the next episode which is titled left behind which for those who play the game is a very very big um teaser to what's to come so i'm let's talk about next episode uh, next episode a little bit uh so if actually no hold on Let's do episode rankings first, and then we'll get into spoiler territory. How about let's do, let's do that? All right. So, um, shout out to my friend Haley. Not your Haley, but my friend Haley. She called us out last week because we talked about – we said – we stated that we would do episode rankings, and apparently we never did oh, episode no. rankings. <laughs> so we got called out. So um, we're doing episode rankings now. Uh, yeah. So, I, I have my rankings. Do you have uh, yours? I know we didn't, like, discuss this before. I don't have mine, but I have a rough idea of where I'd probably put everything right now. Alright, do you want to go first? Uh, or I... you can go first. Alright, so, I'll start top-bottom. Because I think the top is pretty clear. I don't know about the bottom yet. Mm-hmm. Which tells you... Okay, I'll just get into it and we'll talk about it. So, my... The best episode I have is episode three with Bill and Frank. I think that is just the best overall episode, though it, you can argue it's not really a Joel and Ellie episode, but I think overall it's the best episode we got so far. Just I think it's one of the best episodes of TV. If I had to rank, rank it with my ranking system, it's a five. It's elite. It's arguably one of the best episodes in television history. So for me, that's number one. Number two... I have episode five. That's the Kansas City episode. I think that just gave us a lot of a really good moment from the games. It had a really good story. Uh, the story of Henry Sam and how that concluded. It was really sad. It like it hit hard on top of the fact that there was a lot of action. I thought the Kathleen storyline ended very well. I, th- I think they just wrapped up Kansas City really, really well. Plus, we got we got a bloater. So oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. And we got to see the actor who plays Tommy in the video game get ripped in half by that bloater. I thought that was just a really cool scene. And then the child clicker. Uh, um, From our number three ranking, I have episode one. I think just the cold open and then the the 20 or however long that first intro scene was. You're right. With the the Sarah Sarah scene, I thought that was just really well done. It got me really hyped for the episode. And then this is where I get tricky. I don't know where I want to rank these other episodes. I know a lot of people have uh, Kin really, really high. I think Kin arguably is the worst episode, but I also think Kin's, if I had to rank it, it's a four. All these episodes are a four. So I have Kin at four, the episode six, and then episode two at five. And then my least, I want to say least favorite, but I'd say the last ranking episode is the first part of Kansas City simply because we know there's more story that for them to be told. I think there was definitely an arc with Joe and Ellie, which I appreciate it, which is why it's still a four. But I think overall the episode was like, oh, it was it felt like a part one. 
All right, interesting take. So I agree with you overall that just how I rate these episodes, it's not because there's really a bad episode. I'm just going off back, like yeah. which one I think is best. I actually think episode six probably be my favorite episode so far. But really, yeah, episode six. A for two okay. reasons. A and we'll get into this. The part two nods. I just I just loved them. Yep. I thought they were so fucking cool as somebody that played the game. And uh, mm. and also it just has one of my favorite moments from the game. Two of my favorite moments because I also love the university segment. So for me, it's like, how can you beat that? Like, that's just where I, I think that's just my, that's my bread and butter. I think it's a great episode. It's a great Joel and Ellie episode. It resolves a lot of tension in the relationship and it paves. Wait, is that ranked I, one for oh, you? Yeah, I think I would rank that one. Oh, I would put episode. Damn. Okay. That is a huge I difference. would put episode three as probably my number two. I would say it's my number one, okay. but honestly, like, because it's a bottle episode. In the at least for the Bill and Frank section, it not a lot happens with Joel and Ellie. Like I honestly, in some ways, maybe would even put it at my episode three or my my rank three. But it is such like, but Nick yeah. Offerman just delivers in that episode, so I have to put that at episode episode two. Episode five is probably my third. I'd probably say is like the in my top three. Um, just a because it's okay. like got the most action in the series. You get to see a bloater, all that epic stuff. Um, the Catholic yep, child, child picker picker is, is terrifying, terrifying. And I actually would love the sniper yep, scene too. It was awesome. And I love that. I would really love if they put in like fast clickers like that, like or that kind of gymnastic shit mm-hmm. into the next game. Um, and then I, be so it terrifying. would be terrifying. And then I'd say episode one, a uh, very strong episode. It's in my bottom three, but like I said, that doesn't reflect how good or bad of an episode it is. It's just, they're all good. It's just yep. varying levels of it. Kind of like it's a chocolate chip cookies. There's you know every all chocolate chip cookies are delicious, but some cookies are just that that elite level, like of like, mm, yep, love it. So I'd probably put that as my fourth episode on the list. And then I put episode four because there's so the last two episodes are episode four and episode two. Those are kind of alternating. Yep. I love Tess's character in the game, and I love Anna Tor. I just episode like two was just. For me, it was honestly really weak compared to the rest of the series. Comparative for me, for me, it's it, not bad. It has it. There's a lot of setup that needs to happen, and it's the most forgettable. It is. And I do think outside the outside the kiss yeah. of death. And I just think that like Anna Torv and Pedro Pedro. Well, I shouldn't say Anna Torv was on top for shit with Tess. I feel like, but I do feel like Pedro and uh-huh. Bella weren't for me weren't at that level where I was like, you guys are you're Joel and Ellie. I just didn't get that from them at that point in the series. And I, I I disagree with you on that one. I think that one was not bad acting, but more intentional. Yeah, it could be. I mean, when I rewatch the but, series, like all the way through, I think I'll have a better, more clear opinion. But that's where I'm kind of at. I yeah. think episode six has been the best episode. I think it resolved a lot of tension. And I think it sets up very nicely for the last three episodes here. Um, mm-hmm. I almost, I wish I had to double check, but I almost feel like, there's, it's almost like we have like a set of three for each episode. So you, like, there's like three different arcs kind of going on, and we just have one resolved, and a new one's about to begin. I feel like, kind like, of I, I will bit. see how they kind of show up. But I just like the one when I was just thinking about this, I'm like, it kind of feels like we're watching like a three arc show in some ways in nine episodes. But yeah, that's where it kind of feels like. And then Kin kind of, kind of in a way ends caps uh, Kansas City yep. a little bit. So it makes sense. It's kind of like an epilogue for the Kansas City mm-hmm. events because it does tie in the whole like, hey, he's now dealing with anxiety and trauma. He's now putting Ellie in and it kind of caps that their relationship. Whereas this final, like the first three episodes is 
um, Joel and Ellie introduction, Joel like letting Ellie in a little bit. The second one is Joel and Ellie kind of like this is, yep, Joel is starting to let her in even more. And then these last three is, nope, they're finally kin. They are family now, which I think is the purpose of the title kin. This is the episode where Ellie becomes. Yeah, I think that's there's a lot of different meanings. There. There's a lot to do with family this episode. Um, the show is very, very intentional with their actions. And I think for you viewers who watch this show, especially if you don't play the games, just really, really watch what things what, what things are happening in the background, what people say, because the show is very deeply intentional with what they do. They pay they, they pay attention to the small details. It's there. So if you want to look for clues and figure out what's going on in either the next episode or different themes, different things are hinting at for even season two, season three, it's there for you to Absolutely. pick through. Like they, they made this show for that reason. All right, should we get into spoilers? We should. Territory? All right. So if you have not played the games and you don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the season, just consider the episode done here. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to Don't Evolve Me. Uh, my man Jake's been kicking ass, taking names with this podcast, and I will be on here next week to discuss next week's episode, episode seven, Left Behind, with y'all. But if you have played the games or you just don't care and want to put your hands in the air, uh, stick around. I got some thoughts on part two, and I'm sure my man Jake does too. Uh, so yeah, let's get into oh, it. I do. Uh, I'm gonna give people like three right. seconds. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, Michael. <laughs> First, uh, first, thank you for that. <laughs> I should just like regulate you from guest to co-host because you're already doing like co-host things. So thank you for that. It was well, well done, well done. I'm, I'm applauding. All right, um, yeah, we're getting into it. Spoiler territory. That's enough time. Uh, all right, you show me your thoughts because you kind of you kind of led this when we first uh, when you first came on. You're just like, hey, I want to talk about part two. Can we add that in there? And I didn't actually have it added in there. But let's All dive right. into it. Let's I have dive into part thoughts two. on this. I have thoughts right. and feelings. All right. Fuck Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann for playing with my heart with the sheep farmer line. That was some vindictive <laughs> shit right there. You motherfuckers. I love you, but I hate you so much. Oh, that. I was like, I hate so much. you. Just because knowing that that's what Ellie does at the end of part two with Dina. I was like, wow. They... And Dina, Dina being the girl. That, that was cool, too. I was like, what? Jackson. And then, like, for me, honestly, the part where I just got chills, like, it was like the lights hanging from the, in between the buildings. I was like, that's Jackson right there. That's fucking Jackson. Oh, like, I yeah. just, ooh, I got the chills. Yeah. I like how they decided to go with the part two setup with Jackson instead of, like, what they showed yep. in part one. I did really appreciate it. I was like, damn, they are, they are teasing part two. This is great that they uh, already announced season yep. two. Because if they didn't announce season two at this point, I'd be like, how the fuck is there not a season two? They're hinting Absolutely. so Absolutely. That's what, like, it was the same episode. thing. I was like, they have to at this point. I almost feel like Neil Druckmann and Craig were like, we're going to build a really nice expensive set. So they have to justify build- doing season two. <laughs> so, yeah, I just fucking love it. The- and like. Was Cody the town they go to in the game for part two? What, no, I don't think so. Because they go they go into a small well, town, and I don't remember. If... I thought that was the town of Jackson, but I, I I've only played part two once, so I don't remember. And that part was so short. So in the I only... scheme of things. I've actually been to this area before. I've been to Yellowstone. Um, Haley has as well. She can tell you more too. Well, no, she's. She... If you guys don't know, um... she was telling me. 
Michael, Michael, Michael is my future brother-in-law. So uh, he's dating my sister. So when we went to hey, I'm doing more than dating. Jackson, I was engaged. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just being being... <laughs> fuck there. You're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I was 13 when I went to Yellowstone, Jackson Hole, and uh, Cody. I believe she was six. So yeah, she probably doesn't she remember. She didn't bring it up lot. during the episode. She's so like, I was here once. <laughs> She's like, I don't remember it, but I was here once. I I question though if uh if the town of Jackson is Jackson Hole because it's it's kind of it's it's that's not the same town. So I always got the sense that they built their own settlement elsewhere but it's near yeah Jackson. i think that's what they did too because you wouldn't want to sit well but at the same time there's all those structures there like the buildings like you could have built that but think about how yeah. hard that would be during to do with like the all the infected running around oh wait there maybe uh in this show it is actually jackson because i know joel gets an actual yeah. house Whereas in the game it looks it, there's a house but it looks more i think it was a house in the game too from what was it? It was. I think Ellie. I, had I, was, like a weird, I guess Ellie like, was living in the garage. Thing. Yeah, I don't know what the. F- she gets yeah. relegated to this little dump on the side, and Joel's like, "I'm living it up." Oh man. I, well, it was her choice because of her the estrangement of uh, Joel and Ellie. Which again, spoiler territory. If you're still listening to this and you don't watch part two, these spoiled. Yeah, uh, what you're are you gonna doing? literally hate us because I'm gonna say something <laughs> that's gonna break your heart. I will say watching this season and watching it with like Haley and my other friends that have not played the game. And I'm like, and they're like, Oh, it's so Mm. nice seeing, seeing Joel and Ellie like bond. I'm like, Hey, 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 y'all bitches going to get your heart breaked. (laughs) Like you have no idea. You are going to be sobbing violently within like the first two to three episodes of season two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe even the first. Well, maybe I, they, I think they're going to save it to season three. Joel's death? I think so. I So they, you know how they mentioned Sally yeah. Ride? I feel, I wouldn't be surprised if season two shows kind of their, um, them falling apart. You think, I wouldn't be so, so you think season two would I wouldn't be, be surprised more like if, what, how all the flashbacks in part two? The flashbacks. That would be a flashbacks, different them. take. That could be good, but I don't, oof, that's interesting. Because it gives Pedro Pascal and Joel more time, more screen time. It gives the bonding time between Joel and Ellie that we wanted in part two as an audience that we didn't get. And I feel that if they went that way in the games, I really do think Joel's death in season three would be handled better. That would be interesting. I My, my biggest complaint with it, not complaint even really, but my thing I, I think... I think the pro. It also gives, it also gives time for Diane, Dina, to kind of like their relationship. Dina, did they call her Diane? Dina. It gives her time to one expand that character. Also gives time to expand. I can't think of the uh, Asian dude's name that's in the Jesse. Yes, it gives time for his character to show, while also showing Tommy's character and Joel's relationship a little bit. On top of the fact that. Joel and Ellie kind of bonding closer and then falling apart. So I think, and just, and the whole, the whole season could be about how a lie unravels love. That could be interesting. 
But then the problem you get to is then part two is going to be at least three to four, at least three seasons long, because how are you going to do Ellie and Abby and make that one season? Unless it's a really long season. Holy shit. What if they just do one season of Abby? That's what I was wondering if they would do or something like that. That would be old. I think that'd be great. I don't know if that would go very well with the audience reviews, though. It would be great, but I don't think... I don't. I here's the thing. I think the game, the pacing, that's the biggest complaint I, I have about the game. It's just the pacing. pacing. Narratively, it was it was very um like in the game, it was very experimental. It just didn't work as well as I think they were so hoping think, it was. I do. I understand. I understood the point of it, but in show, I feel like Craig Mazin's such a great writer and such a detailed writer that I feel like I trust them to handle so, as well. But I don't know how Here's they're going to handle it. Here's my counterpoint to why I don't think they'll do season two as it being just the flashbacks. In part two, well, hey, there's two, there's two things. They could, they very well could. There's, but there's two big reason. There's two big reasons why I think they might not. Um, or maybe they will. That's hard to say. I think it's going to take a lot longer to film part two or season two. But I think. That when in the game, those moments where you get those flashbacks are big moments. Like there's kind of like it ties into the story, and it does fill in those gaps. And like, I think that was kind of like when you first start playing the game, you sense there's something a little off with Ellie and Joel, and she seems very like I remember when I was playing part two, even knowing what was going to happen because I got spoiled on it or whatever. It's like wow, Ellie seems kind of pissed like all the time, like even before all the shit goes down with Joel. And it kind of leads you as a player, mm-hmm. you're like, why is she like, is she just that angsty teenager phase? And it's not that, she's just lost. And so I think when you throw out yeah. the game as you're getting those flashbacks that you see that young hopeful Ellie with her dad, um, there's more of an impact that way. Uh, whereas if you make okay. that all one season, it could go either way. I really don't know. Or it could be two or, it could well, be two or three episodes well, here's of, the thing. Like, of them like drifting apart then you have a three-year or five-year time skip and then that's what leads into i don't know i don't know there's a lot of time yeah, they I, have to cover I just, in like even two seasons i just wouldn't mind so here's my biggest complaint about here's what would be my biggest complaint about this show so far and it's not even a complaint it's really more of a bad a good problem to have this show is so yeah. quick the pacing it's is tight so it's very quick, tight to pacing. the point where it's amazing. It's great. It's wonderful. It's so wonderful. I want yeah, more. Yeah, and then it. you're like, I'm going to have to wait several years. I'm literally like waiting to, after, after the show's done, I might just start playing part two again, honestly, because I'm just fucking. I'm probably playing the game. If I can get um my cam, if I can get a camera in, I might stream it. I also get my computer fixed. Yo, you got to help me with that. I already told you what to do. What do you mean I have to help you with that? <laughs> I just need you to do what it What the hell? Point. Uh, well, my IT fee is about fifty dollars an hour. Um, family, so I'll knock it down to thirty. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, is it? Well, it only take you an hour. I would pay you thirty dollars. It would take me two or three. You know, it took me like almost a, oh. like a full day to do mine. Just moving it to a new case. It was a bitch. It sucks. Wait, do I do I have to pay the ADHD fee with that too? Oh yeah, we'll we'll subtract the ADHD fee because that's my dumbass's fault. So, 
Hey, I have it too. I do the <laughs> same thing. I take forever me. to finish anything. Uh, but yeah, I oh, agree with oh, you. I do think impossible. that's like the biggest problem is they go, they're so like, it's not, like I said, it's not a problem, but it is. Cause you're like, oh, I want more. I want fucking more. Oh, here's another way they could do it depending on how they film it. Okay. Because I think it would be really cool if they filmed all the flashback stuff first, then did the part two stuff and then figured it out like the sequences. Cause like that was one thing that was really cool in the games. You literally see Ellie grow up. So like if they do all the. Wait, what if they already did? That's what I was wondering. I don't think they did because I didn't have the confirmation on season two, but maybe, or maybe they already like hit up Belly Ramsey and like Pedro and Pedro were like, you guys got to get out here. We got to start filming like already, but I don't think they could hide something like that. That would be really impressive, but I don't think they could hide something like that for that long. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if because they're already thinking about season two. They're already putting the seeds. Sally Ride as an astronaut. Uh, Joel playing music. Uh, the f- fact that it's a part. This the part two Jackson setup, not part one. I think they're setting the seeds. So I wouldn't be. And this show is so intentional. They're so purposeful with what they're doing. I wouldn't be surprised if they thought like, "Hey, let's film this now." And then when we, if we do get a season two, which we think is likely then we have this footage and we can have that kind of comparison like hey this is ellie when she's younger and then we can show you a little bit older because that's we don't get we get that makeup we never really get that like that actual different age so i wouldn't be surprised all right so um so we're not to wrap this up do you have any more about part two? Just you want that to get I thought it was a treat to see all the little nods and like you can tell that there's like it's just time and time again the thing I love most about the show is how much love they have for this source material. Yeah. And I, it's a huge like it's love just they, you can tell that Craig Mazin and Neil Druck. I mean Neil obviously it's his baby, but like Craig Mazin too is like this show this story is important. It has something to tell you like. Hmm. I'm so happy they brought the. They right did. Guy like, it was. I was really nervous. I was like, "Oh, don't fuck this up! Don't fuck this up!" Oh, I was, was. Oh, I was nervous too. I was nervous too. But then, like, Craig Mason's doing it. The guy from Chernobyl. I'm like, wait, they got that dude. Oh, okay. My confidence level went up. I will 25%. say it. I thinking was like about 50%, part two, though. I'm. I was I like do, I say, like, thinking about part two, though. I'm like, even though I trust Craig Mason, I'm like, don't fuck this up! <laughs> don't fuck this up! You got the trust. You just have to maintain it. And that's going to be like, he has, this is not going to be an easy thing. Whatever. Like, I don't envy them. They're in a really awkward position story-wise because of how, not disjointed, but just how much pacing issues or, you know, like, I love part two, but there's a lot of shit that I think could be fixed from a storytelling perspective. It was just a very experimental story that they did, which I think as a, for someone who seeks the novel with, you know, being ADHD, I've really, really appreciated it because I'm like, this is something I've never experienced before. I have not experienced this type of storytelling. I haven't explored this type of emotions that they're trying to invoke. It's just, it was very, very different. And I wasn't, I'm not, I don't think most of, at least America is emotionally mature enough to really understand and accept kind of like what they were trying to, the message that they're trying to portray in that game. I don't think they're, I don't think the audience was mature enough. I feel like it's one of those, this story is too clever, too highbrow, where I don't think the casual audience 
would understand it and appreciate it as much as it can. It's like a really clever reference. Think like Family Guy when they throw a bunch of references out and you're like, ha, I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Like that's kind of like the gist of part two. Part one is also that way, but like the the main story was very easy to follow that most people understood it where part two man what the message they're going for is um it wasn't on the nose yeah i think uh i don't know it's gonna be tough i think they can make the story accessible to people and i think part two as a game is maybe too highbrow but i don't think the story itself is too highbrow i think how they told it is too highbrow if that makes sense i think you can tell that story in a way that's more accessible for people i just don't know how you do it well, the message of the game was revenge does not bring you no. peace. It brings the exact opposite. And it, t- it shows you in a way where like you become Abby at the end trying to kill your beloved main character who is kind of reverting into a backwards villain arc where Abby's doing the opposite. She was a villain who's becoming a hero. And you become Abby who essentially becomes this hero redeemed character. Think like Jamie Lannister did something horrible in the beginning, but... Over time, he made he's made up for it. Abby, in time with um, Liv, no Lev, yeah. Lev with Lev, like she kind of finds that heart. She kind of finds her humanity. She redeems herself, and you get into that position where you still hate Abby, but you have to be Abby trying to kill Ellie. But really, from Abby's perspective, like even though she is the bad guy, Ellie also is the bad guy who just murdered so yeah. many different people. The whole uh. I think they can really scene, get that across. The, I think that they can really get across like her going full villain in the next game. But we'll see. I think it's going to be interesting. We'll see. Okay, I want to end with this part. I want to talk about the possibility of the last episode. And that's why I want to okay. save it for this. Because, so in Kansas City, they get jumped. They only got jumped by, I think it was three men. No, it was like three or four men. They only got dropped by a few of them. Now in college... And the, and the game is different. It was like 20 or 30. Like it was a basically whole military they get jumped by. And this college scene, it was 20 to 30 men. Again, it was like a whole little army. But instead, in this episode, there was only four men. So with the last episode, the last scene in the game, Joel, you know, essentially kills about what? 20 to 50 men in a hospital like just straight up just slaughters through all of them my question is is he going to slaughter through 50 guys or is it going to be like more around like 10 or is it going to be only four or do they go a little bit more impactful where he's only murdering the people in that scene i think i I will be i could be wrong and i did totally get this off reddit not gonna lie but somebody said it and it kind of clicked for okay. me. I think that it's going to be probably, I think he's basically going to go John Wick in the last episode, to be honest with you. I think we're going to see, because we've been told Joel was a bad, bad man in the past. We haven't really seen it. Yeah. And I think that he now has something to protect, to care about in its family. And it is Ellie. We, said be, we see yep. bits and pieces. And I think we will see him. If it was your daughter, like, like the whole point of the story is how far would you go for your child? And if it was your kid about to be executed on that table for maybe a chance to cure the infection, you're like, no, sorry, humanity, you don't get this one. Like you're gonna, you're gonna go with every ounce of like, and he's not stupid. He's smart. Like he's maybe old and he may be fragile, yeah. but he could fuck some shit up if he has to. He, he is arguably yeah, selfish, I, though. 
I'm not no, going to say. It's not I'm not going to say whether selfish. his morality. I'm just saying. I think the last. I, I maybe they won't. Maybe it'll be like five guys in a row, whatever. That he takes out. But I think mm-hmm. it'd be more impactful if it's just like a fucking mountain of bodies. Okay, so this is this is what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be they're going to go either one or two routes, and I think both these routes are going to be what I, I think we're going to be happy with one of these two routes. So there's obviously the game route where he's going John Wick. He's slaughtering between 20 and 30 people. He's, you know, he's he's massacring a whole hospital to uh, the whole Firefly encampment yeah. for Ellie. So there is that avenue, which I think we all desperately kind of want to see Joel just go at it. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to go this route because they were playing the whole Joel's old. He's slowing down. He's not the man that he used to be. He's a different man. So what I think is going to happen is I think there's going to be fireflies there and they're either going to be there's either going to be a whole group of them and but they're not going to be at the hospital. They're going to be around Mm. Salt Lake or there is not that big there's not that many of them maybe there's 20 maybe 30 but a lot of them are more civilian they're more doctors so what happens is he learns what happened he kills the two people that's guarding him in the room and then he makes his way into that room and then kills all of them so it's not he he doesn't he doesn't slaughter john wick style but he essentially intimately kills the three to five doctors in that room that are about to take her life. One of them being yeah. Abby's dad, who I am very, very interested to see who plays him because this is a character we're going to see him in season two or possibly season three, depending on how they break it up. Yeah. I wonder what will happen. It's, it's tough to say. It is tough to say. I don't even, there's so many good avenues. Like I, at this point I have no good ideas or like no solid. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do like that's an interesting idea though with the the second round instead of like being much soldiers and be more civilians, that could also work. That yeah. would make him more of a villain though. And I, I think, think it plays like, if it's ah, it's tough to see what it depends on what direction to go with it. But I mean, like he, they always tease like he isn't a good guy. I remember playing going through the Last of Us to kind of prep the playing the first game mm-hmm. to prep for the season, and my whole thought process during the. It, because I played it up to, we got to Pittsburgh and I stopped. But I remember just playing it with uh, Tess in Boston, and I, I'm just slaughtering people, just you know, being that bruiser of a person. And I've just come to the realization, like, no, Joel is. We all think of Joel as hero. He's not. He's an anti-hero, but he's also not no. a great person. We agree with his actions sometimes. We understand him, but he's not a great guy. He becomes a great guy at the end of part one and part two, but he still does the violent actions and he has, he does it to survive. Like in a weird way, he loses his humanity when he loses Sarah, the world stops for him. And then he gets it back with Ellie. He becomes more of a human again. And then he, then he brutally gets killed in part two. That's going to fuck people up. And then it's Ellie's story. And I was gonna say, I think they could they could do it follow the games almost to a T because it depends on who you think the story is. The Last of Us about Ellie, or is it about uh, is it about Joel? Who's the main character? Because like at this point, I do like especially replaying it. It is Ellie's story. Joel's just the he's just the avatar in the first game. I don't know. 
I don't know because if there's a part three, it will be Ellie. It, it's I kind I don't of think it could be anybody else as the main character. Maybe Abby again for a yeah, it would be but Ellie. I don't think she would be a big character as much. Ooh, what if it was uh, Dina's son? It could. And it's like a twenty years later. That's a different avenue too. That's that's getting the part three. What's going to happen? Talk. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm just excited for the show. I'm like, is it Sunday yet? Are they releasing it early on Friday? I know they're not because it's not the Super Bowl, but I'm like, I wish you they would just release it already because I, I want to talk more about it. I want to. This show's got me excited for a story I've already. For a story I've already kind of basically. Yeah, I know, right? It's so interesting. It's not like you're like, you're like, be, like they have changed it because it's not beat for beat. And that's like part of the beauty of it. Yeah, it's not beat for beat, but the main parts are still there, but it's not told exactly the way. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. All right, any any other thoughts on the possibility of there only being, like, uh, a small amount of army? I think end? that's basically it. Uh, I think that's kind of where I'm at with everything, but at this point... Can we confirm the drafts? The drafts they, are I, God, I hope so. The monkeys God, confirm it. So. The monkeys confirm it. If they have monkeys, a very small part of the uh, of the game, the story of the monkeys, this is the whole reason why they left, because somebody left the monkey get infected and they didn't kill it and started infected everybody. There's a whole reason why they even left the college. So if they brought in that little tidbit with the monkeys, they've got to have the fucking God, I hope so, dude. I hope so. What do you think, CGI or probably real draft? CGI. Probably CGI. <laughs> that would be right? cool as hell, but I probably CGI. <laughs> I hope it's real drafts. I hope it's. Uh, I hope there's a story of Bella Ramsey being like, "I got to touch an actual giraffe." That would be so fucking cool. That I hope. So I hope cool. that's it. I'm. I'm guessing. I'm guessing green screen. Let's say 60 percent green screen, forty percent chance real real draft. Maybe I'll make that a poll. Actually, no, it's spoiling. I won't do it. Never mind. All right, I'm good. Do you have anything else? Uh, Thanks for having me on again. I'm looking forward to talking about next week's episode. Yeah, I'm excited to have you for next week. All right, this is uh, Don't Evolve Me, the episode review for The Last of Us Episode 6, Kin. Thank you, and uh, see you guys guys. next week. Oh, no, my mouse is dead. Oh, there it is.